Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Bill Gates breaks his silence on his billion-dollar divorce from Melinda and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Plus, Ice-T and Coco defend breastfeeding their five-year-old and why the CEO of Scholastic left his billions to his ex-lover instead of his family. It's August 5th. Hello, hello, hello. This is People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Thursday. We are over the hump and eyeing the weekend, y'all. For today, there is so much I want to get into and take you through, so we are just going to hit all the headlines, okay? One very sad one I have to mention first is news that has been breaking hearts all week. Rapper Fetty Wap and his ex, Turquoise Miami, are mourning the loss of their beautiful four-year-old daughter, Lauren. The rapper's ex posted about the tragic news on Instagram last week, taking a lot of his fans by surprise. At the time, she didn't reveal little Lauren's cause of death, but a death certificate obtained by media outlets overnight found that she died of complications from a heart defect that she'd had since birth. We've since learned that it happened back in June, so this is something that the family has been dealing with privately for weeks now. Fetty Wap, whose real name is Xavier Jordan Maxwell, spoke out about it on Tuesday on Instagram, posting a photo of him with his daughter and captioning it, I love you to the moon and back. He also discussed her death in an Instagram live the day before and was visibly overwhelmed when fans started posting butterfly emojis after he said that they were her favorite. Lauren was just a smiley, beautiful little girl. It is a truly tragic story and one I know everyone hates having to report. Sending Lauren some butterflies today and wishing strength upon her family right now. All right, before I get into some other news, it's Tokyo time. Here's people.com. Sports editor Lindsay Kimball reporting from the games with our Olympic news sprint. Hello, hello from Tokyo. We are nearing the final days of the Olympic Games. Sunday is the last day of competition and the closing ceremony. So just a few more events to go. It's been an exciting 24 plus hours, particularly for Team USA's men's and women's basketball. Our men's team has secured a spot in the gold medal match after beating Australia. Our women's basketball team will play a semifinal match tomorrow. Our soccer team, the U.S. women's national soccer team, won Won their bronze medal match today, led by Megan Rapino. A great moment for them. And on the track and field side of things, we had a really sweet and sentimental moment when Ryan Krauser won shot put. He actually lost his grandfather just a week ago, the day before he left to come to the games. His grandfather had lost his hearing in recent years, so they communicated by notes. So after that victory moment, he held up a handwritten note to his grandpa, letting him know he did it. And he told us that it was the last note he wanted to send his grandpa. 
Thanks, Lindsay. On to another story out there that caught my eye. The fun fact that Riri, Rihanna, is now a bona fide billionaire, according to Forbes. I guess when she said, pay me what you owe me, don't act like you forgot. (laughs) She really meant it. And I'm happy to note that as a loyal Fenty Foundation wearer, I have contributed to this accomplishment. Okay. You can't say I haven't done my part to put more women in the billionaires club. Okay. Now it's time to get some help from another female boss and future billionaire. I have to say head of people.com. Zoe Ruderman is here to help me break down these next few stories. Hey, Zoe. That was the best intro ever. I love it. Future billionaire. That's what I'm going to put on my business card. Boom. Claim it. Claim it. Uh, So we can both really get into this next one, right? It's World Breastfeeding Week. And we have to talk about rapper Ice-T and his wife, Coco Austin. And he is defending her decision to continue breastfeeding their five and a half year old daughter, Chanel. So um, what did Coco say about breastfeeding the couple's daughter that sparked all this conversation that even had Ice-T weigh in in the first place? So Coco has always been really open about breastfeeding. Um, About a year ago, she talked about doing it. People came after her. And then recently, she said, Chanel still likes my boobs. She said that nursing is a big bonding moment for a mother Mm -hmm. and a child. And she said, why take that away from her? If she doesn't want it, all right, that's where you stop. But I'm not just going to say no. And as you can imagine, the internet had a lot of opinions. So there, I was very happy to see there was a lot of support. A lot of people came out to say, I totally agree. Thank you for saying this. But there were also a lot of haters, people saying this is gross, people saying it's like perverted. A lot of opinions out there. So, so Zoe, did you breastfeed? I did. Yeah. And I, I will say I loved it. I found it really, really challenging, but once it clicked, I felt Mm -hmm. like this is so empowering. I love it. It's like such a wonderful feeling. And I agree with Coco. It's like this amazing bonding experience. And for something that you work so hard at and you don't realize you're going to have to work so hard at. Yeah, man. (laughs) I'm with her. Like I would have done it. I had to stop for a variety of reasons and I was not thrilled about it, but I would do it for years and years. I don't think there's anything weird about it. And I think like, it's just really, really special. And Janine, I know you, like you found it challenging, but also really rewarding yeah, as well. It was, it was the same for me. Like it was really hard in the beginning. It is not um, easy for, I mean, for some women it is. Both of my sisters were like, oh my God, what's so hard? Just put them on the boot. And I was like crying and pulling my hair out. Yep. Like this is not working. Like, what are you guys talking about? But, um, but yeah, like once it clicks, just like you said, it is, it is a bonding experience. And it also, you know, is really great for the baby. And yes. I'm still breastfeeding Raimi. She's, a year now. And I get the same, like, you know, from my in-laws sometimes like, uh, when are you going to stop? When are you going to stop? And, yep. and she's only a year. And, and with Reese, I, I breastfed him um, for 16 months. And uh, and literally I was like going on out of town on a girl's trip and I was like, okay, we're done. And he was completely fine yep. <laughs> with it. And it's, but so, it, it's so She's doing baby led. So like, let's put it in context. This is like exactly. baby led weaning, right? Yeah. And I would say if we're being, you know, technical about it, this is child led weaning at yeah. this So Chanel is turning six in November. Um, And yeah, so there's this whole school of thought, which is baby led or child led weaning, where you really let the child kind of decide when he or she is ready to stop. Often this comes at the same time as you're adding solid foods. And I think it's really Mm -hmm. important to point out that Coco and then subsequently Ice-T, who really like came for all the haters on Twitter recently, said like, we're giving her real food. She eats, you know, Chanel eats a lot of meat. She has a well-rounded diet. She's not only getting breast milk. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I just have to say his exact quote because it was it was a nice tea one. It says, Newsflash, we feed Chanel food. She just likes to suck mom's boobs every now and then. Me too. <laughs> Well put, Ice-T. I loved, he had a couple more tweets that I don't think we can read on yeah. this podcast, mm-hmm. but he had a lot of thoughts about um, about her boobs. Like you said, it, it's it's a mom's and a baby's and a kid's choice, I guess. I, it's for also, me, no. Like, Reese is six years old now, about the same age as Chanel. And no. Like, yeah. <laughs> even, even when Raimi was born, he was like, you know, oh, I remember I used to, I'm like, back up, kid. But, you know, to each his own. Totally. I remember, I think it was Amy Poehler who had this great quote who said, good for her, not for me. Well, it has definitely garnered great attention for breastfeeding week. So I will, I will give the kudos to her for that. Uh, let's move on to a story that I think will only continue to get picked up throughout the day. Bill Gates spoke to Anderson Cooper about a lot of things, including his divorce from Melinda. And I could not stop watching this interview. Anderson was, was very direct and asked him how he was feeling about the divorce, whether he and Melinda would really be able to continue working together at the Gates Foundation and most interesting, in my opinion, whether he regrets his working relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. So let's take a listen. The New York Times and Wall Street Journal both reported in recent months that uh, Melinda was concerned about a relationship you had with Jeffrey Epstein, who at the time you met him in 2011 uh, had been already convicted of soliciting prostitution from a minor. The Times reported she hired divorce attorneys around the time in October 2019 when that contact with Epstein became public. Can you explain your relationship with Epstein? Did you have any concerns? Uh, was there ever any concerns you had about it? Oh, certainly. Uh, you know, I had several dinners with him, uh, you know, hoping that uh, what he said about getting billions of philanthropy for global health uh, through uh, contacts that he had might emerge. You know, when it looked like that wasn't a real thing, that relationship ended, but it was a huge mistake. Mm. So Zoe, what did you make of this overall interview? I just got to say, he sounded so uncomfortable. He just, you know, it Mm. was clear um, that he did not want to be talking about these things. He went on to talk about, you know, his donations to fight COVID. And obviously Anderson was going to ask about these things. I think the timeline is what's really interesting here. And we know that a lot of information has come out, but Anderson said it, you know, Gates met with Epstein after a lot of this information was out there. Like, he really cannot plead yeah. ignorance. And I think the fact that, you know, as we've reported in the past, Melinda French Gates, you know, she started talking to divorce attorneys after this relationship really blossomed. And yeah. we know from sources that this was, um, it was a source of, quote, um, major trauma for Melinda Gates. Yeah. And for someone who I feel like prior to this had such just, just the 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 image of a clean slate, you know, and, and, and all of the philanthropy work that they do to have this kind of just hanging over all of that is is really, really interesting. What did he have to say about just some of the other things that have come out? I mean, workplace behavior, uh, you know, rumors that he preyed on women that he was working with. Right. So we know from various reports that there was a toxic culture in the workplace and that Gates brought a lot of that on. Um, We know that he'd been having an affair with an employee 20 years ago. And I thought the way that Anderson Cooper phrased it was really interesting. He said, do you have regrets? I think that leaves um, it makes it really easy for Bill Gates to kind of give an answer and not give a lot of information. And that's exactly what he did. He said, you know, I think that everyone has regrets. Like, of course, everyone has regrets, but we're talking about something so specific. I think he really dodged that question and didn't 
give what I found to be a satisfying answer. And how much prep do you think he got for this? You know, like we we do this all the time where we're negotiating and figuring out what's off limits, on limits, like, you know, where we can go um, prior to even sitting down with people when there are these tricky situations. But do you think, because he did look uncomfortable. Yeah, that's such an interesting question, Janine. And you know, I mean, you've done a gazillion interviews like this. Like you talk to the rep beforehand, you get a list of things that are totally off limits that are like, I'm shutting the interview down if you ask about these things. I think that there was a conversation and I imagine CNN said, we are absolutely 100% asking about Epstein. We're asking about the the workplace culture. We're asking about the divorce, which remember was just finalized. This is very newsy. And I think that that was agreed to. I mean, it's clear. Listen, like Bill Gates has been at the helm of a huge company for decades. He's been media trained. He knows how to handle tough questions. He knew these were coming. It's not the first time he's been asked. So yeah, I think you're totally right. This was all negotiated beforehand. Next up, why the CEO of Scholastic chose love over family when it came to his billions. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, Zoe, this is a separate divorce, much less money involved. Uh, Kate Bosworth and husband Michael Polish are separating after nearly eight years of marriage. Uh, this news, you know, comes as a surprise, but what has been even more surprising is how this was announced, right? So Kate Bosworth took to social media with a very interesting uh, post. I am still trying to analyze this and figure it out, Janine. So she she posted this black and white photo. Um, it's of her with her husband, Michael Polish. And it's this like beautiful, joyful photo. Normally when you see that kind of picture, you don't expect a separation announcement. It was an incredibly long caption. I would say it's like bordering on poetic in some points. There's one part where she says, inherently, we fear an ending to lose what you have because you got what you wanted to be attached to the expectation of the outcome, the great unknown. What if we chose not to fear, but instead to love? Honestly, Janine, if we had not posted that she and Michael were getting divorced. I don't think I would have been able to glean that from this Instagram wow. post. That's how confusing it wow. is. Wow. So to me, it harkens back to like that whole conscious uncoupling, but this is even more cryptic. It's like, <laughs> I, I'm just, there's just so much imagery here. Fireworks, magnets, rebellion, the attraction, the onset signals, a wide open expanse of possibility. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't thank you 
people.com for yes. <laughs> explaining what was happening for here. doing the work for us. I know, right? It's I, I had to read it a couple times. She did say one part that was very clear was our greatest honor has been to experience love like this and to continue to marvel at the beauty of love's evolution. So I think we can safely say this is not a like a bitter or acrimonious breakup. They seem to be on good terms. I just want to know, like, how many people read and edited this post. Um, it, it it's a yeah. lot. There. I think everyone should just go read Seriously, it. Seriously, and we hold hands as tightly today as we entangled fingers on our wedding day. Like they they are on good good terms, but not because yeah. they're ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess not. There's one other story that also has to do with. All the Benjamins, uh, a lot of money on the table. Scholastic CEO, uh, he has left $1.2 billion. Uh, his whole company is $1.2 billion company to his ex-lover, right? So uh, back in June, Scholastic CEO M. Richard Dick Robinson Jr. unexpectedly died while on a stroll in Martha's Vineyard. Well, it recently came out that the CEO left all of his possessions, all of his worldly possessions and his $1.2 billion company, not to his siblings or his sons or even his ex-wife, but to his ex-lover. So who is this woman, Zoe, who seems to have stolen his heart and and um, not stolen, but um, come into all of his wealth. <laughs> yeah, so this is a wild story. I feel like I hope the writers for Succession are taking notes because they basically have yes. their new season here. Um, okay, so as you said, this guy, he worked at um, Scholastic for almost 50 years. The company was actually founded by his father. Um, this man, Richard Robinson, he had two sons. He had a wife who he got divorced from a few years ago. Um, he died in June, and then it came out recently, as you said, that he left the entire company, $1.2 Remember, this is the company that, like, they have Harry Potter, they have Hunger Games. Like, this is a serious, serious company. Scholastic. And he also left... Yeah. It's Scholastic, yeah. <laughs> and he left all of his personal possessions to this woman, Iole Lucese. She's the chief strategy officer of Scholastic. She also has a few other titles there. She's on the board of directors. Um, twist, it turns out they were lovers. Um, mm, so okay. they had been together. It seems like they no longer were, but in the past they had been. So imagine the surprise of his ex-wife and his two kids when they were like, oh, we're not getting anything. And I thought it was really interesting. So the two kids recently spoke out. They said, you might think that like we don't have a relationship or we didn't have a relationship with our father. They saw him multiple times a week. They had a good relationship. The, the that ex is like succession. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's what like I'm saying. Show. Should we just write the next season, Janine? And the <laughs> wife or the ex-wife said like, you know, they weren't estranged. They actually had like sort of bonded over the past few years and had a, a closer relationship than they had in a long time. So they were truly shocked. Um, one of the sons actually said to the Wall Street Journal, this served as salt in an open wound. It was unexpected and shocking. And so, and, and as well, I'm seeing that Robertson um, identified Lucase as my partner and closest friend, but mm -hmm. this will was written back in 2018. Yes. And he was 84 years old. So I'm wondering why in the world he didn't update his will more frequent unless he didn't want to. And he's like, 
feeling the same. (laughs) My guess is that when you have a $1.2 billion company, your lawyers are pretty on top of you to update your will frequently. Um, My guess is that he didn't want to, you know, this, and keep in mind too, this is a woman who continues to work at Scholastic in a very high up role. You know, the Wall Street Journal had some quotes from people who used to work there saying she's really impressive. She leads the team. Um, She has a lot of opinions. Um, She's the president of the Scholastic Entertainment. She's an executive vice president, chair of the board. So this is not just some like random something happened. ex-girlfriend. Some, something happened. Okay. Something happened in 2018. The kids were like going off the rails <laughs> and he was like, you know what? And took his, you know, Sharpie out <laughs> and edited that well. <laughs> that was head of people.com Zoe Ruderman. For more on today's top stories, head over to people.com. And now something to make you smile. What do you give someone who's gone above and beyond the call of duty while trying to save lives? Hmm, I know, a Barbie doll. (laughs) You guys know I'm a Barbie collector, so I love this story. As part of their Thank You Heroes program, toy maker Mattel is paying their respect to six women who have led the charge in the fight against COVID-19 by honoring them with custom-made dolls of themselves. Out of the six honorees, Amy O'Sullivan is a tattoo-having, colorful sock-wearing emergency room nurse who treated the very first COVID-19 patient in Brooklyn. Then she became came sick with coronavirus. So here's what she told New York CBS 2 News about being recognized. I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. I just feel so honored. It's okay to be different and look different and sound different and dress different and uh, you could be somebody special. Such an inspiring story as the fight continues. Good on you, Mattel. All right, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs> 